Hello, everybody, and welcome back to High School Not So Much a Musical. Sadly, this is the last part of our talk with Mr. Seth Erickson, who you know already is a professional storyteller. In this episode, we talk to Mr. Seth Erickson about his book, How to Hack Humans, where he gives us tips that we can use to market our businesses and get what we want. If you want to read the first chapter of his book, check out the link in the description. If you want to learn how to get anything you want, we'll get right into that. This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride to the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. All right, so I think we're going to do something I've never done before. We're probably going to have a part three episode to this, like the Lord <laughs> of the Rings trilogy. But um, yeah, so basically what you're saying is that the mission like, and the vision, like, they're completely different. So like the vision of a company will be um, what its overall goal. So, for example, in Nidens, I think it's to bring affordable drone kits to teenagers so that they can start to build, mm-hmm. code, fly drones, right? Um, and then the mission is what specifically you're going to do to reach those goals. Yeah. And like, for example, or, yeah, for example, in our business class that I took last year, like the entire year, we we just had to think of like a company or a business and like that we would create. And like every month, like the entire year, we were just basically creating it. So in the beginning, like the first thing we had to do, oh, what's the vision? What's the mission? And I was like always stumped on it. Like, oh, what's the difference between like the vision and the mission? So mine was like the gym. And like, obviously my vision was like, you know, to help people have a better physique and feel better. I didn't really know what my mission would be. So like now I know, oh, my mission is going to be what specific things, or they're vague, but like they're still way more specific than your mission statement or, or than your vision. So what steps would I use or would I take to reach my objective? Yeah. Well, with a vision, I, I like putting some sort of um, some sort of thing that you can uh, measure by, right? So in our case, we said 10%. Like we're trying to reduce this thing by 10%. Um, whereas if it's you know if it's too vague, right? Then it's hard to measure whether you're making any progress against that goal. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong to have a vague vision because as long as you know like you know they also call it like a north star as long as you know you're going in the right direction that's better than people who just don't have any direction (laughs) like um but if you you know if it was like you know our 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 vision is to help um 500,000 teenagers you know become drone certified pilots i don't even know if that's a thing i'm just again i'm talking out my butt here so just take take it with a great assault um then you would have a number that you could work towards you know so okay so how do we get those five hundred thousand, you know people certified as drone pilots or whatever well um we need to make a really affordable drone thing right like uh we need to provide education right on on this topic we need to uh teach people how to fly their drones we need to um you know maybe write a book about drone flying a, you know like you know what i mean like there's there's a lot of stuff like there's an almost an infinite amount of stuff that you could do um some of it will work some of it won't you know <laughs> um but you know like i said at least if you have some sort of a number or something that you can kind of pin that to then you can work backwards from it um and it's it's the same thing with like um well you guys probably know okrs right uh, what is our goal? To win the Super Bowl. Okay, how are we going to win the Super Bowl? Well, we need to win more games. Okay, how are we going to win more games? Well, we need to get a 
a really good quarterback. We need a good defensive line. We need this thing, this thing, this thing. How are we going to get those people? Well, we need this budget or we need to trade these people, right? Like it all, um, it, it all kind of flows backwards from knowing where you want to be, right? Like, and I, I gave the same, same kind of example of the flight. Well, those could all be, you know, the OKRs, <laughs> you know, the objectives and key results that you need to get to that place. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's how I see it. And that's how I see it working well in companies that know where they're going. Um, whereas I, you know, see other companies, like, honestly, I had a, <laughs> I had a meeting with a, um, uh, a city, uh, here in Texas and they, they were like, here's our vision statement. And I was like, okay, hit me with it. And they said, we want to be a place where, where people can eat, play and shop. And I was like, what? Like, like that's something anybody and everybody wants, right? Like, like, like I want to go to a city and, and not be able to eat food, right? Like nobody's asking for that people. <laughs> Like, I'm like, that is the most vanilla, like non whatever vision you could ever come up with. I said, okay. I was like, just, just let me, let me throw something out here for you. And they said, okay, hit us. And I said, what if you became Texas's premier, um, food, uh, foodie destination? I said, what would that look like? Well, that would mean that you would want to start bringing in more restaurants. Maybe you'd want to set up a culinary school here. Maybe you want to bring in manufacturing for companies that make cooking items, right? And offer, you know, benefits. Maybe the Chamber of Commerce wants to, you know, to lead the charge to get those new businesses. Maybe you want to set up a food incubator. We actually have that in Dallas. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but there's a, there's a building. It's got um, six or eight stalls uh, that are full-size restaurants. And those restaurants, they, they pick people, they seed fund them, they let them run their restaurant. And if their restaurant succeeds, then they fund them and they leave that, that area and they go, go move into a, a full space. I was like, we could do that here. We have the technology people. <laughs> Afterwards, like, like three or four different people came up to me and they were like, that was an amazing thing. I could totally see us doing it. Great. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Never heard from him again. You know why? Because the people leading the meeting were really stuck on, you know, we want to create a city that's, you know, safe and fun and shopping. You know, and I was like, yeah, you and 50 other cities in Texas and every other state, you know, like, so anyway, I just to give you a, an example of, of, uh, how you could how defining a clear vision <laughs> makes it easier to, to to again work backwards from that place and and come up with something uh a, a little better of a game plan so i kind of wanted to shift gears a bit and talk a little bit more about your book specifically the structure of it because i feel like even just the structure of the book and the way you kind of like arrange the chapters and have uh, each chapter go have a song go along with it you read the book uh, yeah. and simultaneously listen to the songs uh, I think that's really cool and unique and it kind of brings out 
your movie fan personality. So if you could talk a little bit about your like decision-making process, how you kind of came up with the structure of the book with regards to adding the songs in there and how you made each song, song like capture essentially the feel of the book or of each song capture the feel of each specific chapter where it was located. I think that sure. would be really interesting. Yeah, so, so I combined uh, two things that I love. One is movies. And in my head, I was like, um, if a movie can have a soundtrack, why can't a book? It's like the, uh, the dodgeball saying, if you could dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, you know? <laughs> like, um, so I thought about it and I was like, well, uh, how do I do that? Oh, I'll just make a playlist, you know? And it was like, it was stupid simple. Now the next piece was like, okay, I need to find songs that kind of like capture either the feel of this, uh, of this chapter or kind of relate to what I'm talking about in the chapter. And um, in, in my younger years, when I was 20, I was a rave DJ. So I uh, fell in love with music, uh, you know, um, got exposed to a lot of different music, um, not just electronic music, but like, um, you know, because like you're looking for stuff, you want to sample things, like you're listening to jazz, you're listening to like, hip hop, you're, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of other music that like is is kind of riffed on or, or <laughs> sampled into electronic music. And so so I got this wide exposure to music and that just ma gave me a, a larger appreciation for music. So, um, you know, when you listen to the soundtrack, you uh, and you guys have probably already checked it out. So it's, it's all over the place, right? Like you got like 80s, you know, pop music, you got, you know, Guns N' Roses, then you got Lupe Fiasco, then, <laughs> then you got uh, M83, which is, you know, most people, well, I guess he's become more popular in the, in the last uh, however many years, but I was actually listening to him for like 10 years before he became popular in the US. So, um, so yeah, like I, I mashed all this together because um, of my love for music, but like in my mind, uh, it was very simple. It was like, it was like somebody went, Ooh, chocolate's good. Ooh, peanut butter's good. What happens if I just push them together? Oh yeah, that's that's really good, you know? Um, and to me it was obvious, but I'd never seen anybody do it. And yeah, like every person uh, who, who's seen it is like, I've never seen this before, but it's a great idea. And I'm like, steal the idea. Like we, we need more books with soundtracks, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, Audiobooks sometimes have soundtracks, but they're generally like uh, more like a movie score, you know. And I'm like, I, I always like movies that had like uh, really cool songs, like um, uh, Layer Cake uh, is a is a favorite of mine. And you know, it, the movie starts out with uh, uh, "She Sells Sanctuary" uh, by the. I always get this wrong. It's the Cure or the Who. Anyway, um, great song kicks off like the you know start of the movie and it just like gets you excited and you're like yeah so again what am i doing i'm pulling in the emotion into the into the into the storytelling right i'm i'm applying the same stuff i'm telling you guys to apply <laughs> i'm actually taking my own medicine if you will um but yeah the book um yeah like i said i, I structured it in three acts uh you know to have a beginning a middle and an end you know i wanted you know, I'm a storyteller, so I should write, you know, a lot of what I'm doing in a story format. And 
you know, a lot of the ways that I do that throughout the book is I kind of tell short stories in analogies and I analogize different ideas in, in the, in, as I'm trying to educate you along. So you can kind of, um, create mental images, you know, I'm using humor again, trying to get that emotion going in you have, have you have a good time while you're learning. Um, so you're enjoying what you're reading and not just going, geez, when is this thing going to be over? You know? Um, but you know, if you don't enjoy my brand of humor, then yeah, you may not enjoy the book, but, um, but yeah, so I'm baking in all the concepts I'm teaching in the book, into the book. I'm getting all like meta, man. Like, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So you just said something that was meta and that brings like this whole thing about Facebook changing its name to meta and it just brought me <laughs> to that. So um, do you think that this is just completely unrelated, but do you think that this meta name is set to succeed for Facebook? Because everybody's known about the Facebook name and the story that they tell, but do you think this meta and the fact that they're transitioning to like a virtual reality company will work out for them? Because they've had so many years of just having this website where people can actively speak with each other. They've created Facebook marketplace and everything like that. Mm -hmm. How do you think that them changing this name will be able to tell? Because their whole thing is about, they want to change it to virtual reality and they want to connect people together in different ways where they can see each other through screens. So how do you think that they can story tell this idea while maintaining their brand presence? Because this name has got a ton of backlash just from like, just by talking to the people at our school. So just really random question, but could you talk a little bit about how do you think Facebook can actually embrace this whole meta thing and how they can have people also embrace the name? Yeah, so, um, well, there, there's several things in there. Um, one, uh, when a brand has enough money to, to throw at it, like it'll it'll probably work like even if people don't like it it'll probably work because they'll just they'll throw so much money at it that it, it will have to work <laughs> like um because they can do that because they're facebook uh whereas you know a startup like we're not like oh let's uh let's 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 go you know into the next room with our stacks of you know <laughs> our crates of money and and throw throw this at the marketplace until this idea works but facebook can do that like they they have they have the uh, the resources to do that so i think that's what they'll do um so on the vr side though uh you know the story that they need to tell and and you kind of hit on this is it needs to be around connectivity like this will help you know, like we're so like, yes, we can talk to each other, but we're so disconnected because we can't see each other. We can't experience each other in the same way. I can't hear the tone of the voice. And so, you know, what we're doing is we're helping uh, create a more connected world where you can see facial expressions, you can hear their voice, you can, you know, instead of just reading text and then there's no tone to the text, right? And then I'm assuming you're saying it one way based on how I feel that day <laughs> uh, when you may not be saying that. So. Uh, this or that, and then people start fighting and arguing. But if they're connected more face to face, then that's great. And so, you know, but then also you could riff on. And now that you're connected, imagine the stories you could create together, right? Because in a virtual reality world, you could start, you know, going on adventures. It's it's more than just two people sitting there and talking back and forth. It, it could be like, we're going to go on this adventure and visit this, you know, virtual 
setting or whatever. Um, you know, it's uh, Ready Player One. You know, um, <laughs> like there's there's a lot that 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 they uh, could do there as far as uh, what their vision is, and and so they need to be clear about what that vision is. They need to be clear about the story they want to tell. Um, yeah. And I, I actually on, only just started hearing about this like a couple of days ago, so I, I can't, unfortunately, comment on it extensively. But you know, if I was, you know, chief storyteller at at, uh, at Meta, that's what I would be talking about the team with. Like, how do we gear up for this, and how do we tell this story, and and bring people along on the journey in the story, you know? So. So speaking of large companies like Facebook, uh, I was looking into your website and it looks like Storify has done like an excellent job like expanding and working with some of these huge companies like Johnson & Johnson and Levi's. So um, if you are allowed to, uh, would you mind talking about some of your past clients and uh, some of the big name brands that you've worked with, how you've been able to transform their methods of marketing and advertising and implement storytelling into their narratives? Yeah, so um, <laughs> I can't I can't talk exactly about um, what we did for them because quite a few of these companies are like they actually they, they, they treat us like the best kept secret. So I can say I worked with this company, uh, but I can't say and here's what we did because part of that would be in the in the story. You know, how are we telling that story? Like you could see it from the outside, but you probably wouldn't understand how it works right like so you can copy something but you don't know all of why how it goes together why it works why it doesn't work um but yeah uh a lot of the um a lot of the companies we've worked with we've so i'll talk about it in general terms um we've helped change the conversation that they're having with their customers right like so many of these like these emails that these corporations send out are a all about them right me 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 <laughs> uh b uh because they're not about them they're not talking about the customer um c how they're telling uh how they're talking to their customer is like uh like i we have one big multinational customer who literally was sending emails saying dear so and so i'm like who starts like that's like how you start a letter saying dear so and so like i was like i i asked him i said did the pony express like get into your email like what the hell's going on here like like just call them by their name or say hi hi so and so like like why are you saying dear like that that's how your grandmother writes you know letters to you because you won't use the email because you know like um so so that's that's some of the stuff that that we've done but also, you know, we've we've kind of um, we've when you go through the process that we use for storytelling, and we say you're not telling the story about you, you're telling the story about your customer. Um, it gets it gets your customer to go, oh, I really have to think about the customer and what they're going through and what their experience is, and actually stop and think about that and have empathy for them. Maybe fire a few. <laughs> mirror neurons along the way um and so like we'll go through the process and they'll they'll start saying oh i think the customer has this problem and i'm like does the customer have that problem or do you have that problem oh sorry we have that problem right so what is the customer's problem and 
it's like a it's like a process of like retraining their brains to think about not themselves but the customer and their problem and how do you how do you communicate to them in a way that's going to make them go I do have that problem and it sounds like you understand me and I like you because you understand me and I want to buy from you because you understand me you know what I mean so so I kind of uh, talk about it in a, in a generalized way um, and I do that in the book as well because like I said I got I got like NDAs and all kinds of crazy stuff that like um, people just don't want me don't want me talking about it but like I said in the book I give you all the tools I'm like here's a lot of the stuff that we did for these guys but I can't tell you how we crafted the story or what we did or why that story works for them but I can tell you how, how you can create your own so I'm not I'm not banned from doing that so <laughs> all right so we're running short on time and we're gonna ask like the final question now and okay. it's the staple of our podcast and the last question we asked the first it's always like the tips question. So this can be very big or it can be centered about storytelling. But basically, mm -hmm. if you could give any tips to high schoolers who listening to this podcast, like what would it be? And it can be general or it can be centered around what you do. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, um, I'm a storyteller, right? And so it's like, well, of course, the storyteller is going to say, you should learn about storytelling, right? Because when, when when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Like, it's, but um, it's true, and and the reason I say that is because, like, and, and I said this before, and I've already given lots of tips, but at the end of the day, you have to deal with humans, and the way that humans, you know, interact with one another is we communicate. So we make sounds with our mouth holes that go into other people's ears, or we write words down that they pick up with their eyes. That is all communication. And the most effective way to communicate is to tell, give people information in a story. And so if you can learn that now, then you'll be a better communicator. You'll be a better speaker. You'll be a better pitcher, you know, <laughs> for pitching, you know, your ideas. Um, you'll be better uh, at, at communicating thoughts and ideas in your relationships, whether it's family members or, you know, uh, a significant other, like all of that is just going to make you better as a human being and it's going to make you better communicate with other humans so that's my tip even though it sounds like well yeah of course you would say that but it's true and frankly there's lots of science to back it up so it's not just my my opinion <laughs> yeah so this was a great episode it was completely different from anything we've done before i think that it taught all three of us something that we can definitely apply in the future whenever we're speaking to somebody and we really want to convince them of something so um thank you so much everybody for listening and if you want to download chapter one of how to hack human mr erickson's book you can go to storifyagency.com slash high school or press the link in the description of this podcast so thank you so much for listening and thank you so much mr erickson and we'll see you next time thank you everybody <laughs>